to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a food patriot to the natural world, and a person passionate about the connections of food and community. Uh, producing two shows, today's show is Eric Nelson. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Laura. So we're going to finally have like this perfect uh, winter weekend weather, I think. Sunny, Yeah, 30s. it's looking to be pretty nice. Nice Christmas. It's boring reading the weather nowadays. It's, good. it's like... <laughs> Sunny, temperatures in the 30s. Sunny, temperatures. I but like boring. I can't boring, knock it. Boring is good when it, sometimes. I think we, I think some regularity would be kind of nice in these days. Um, so on today's show, we're going to be talking about the legendary Woolets Bakery. Um, this Twin Cities landmark has new ownership. And we're very pleased to have in studio um, the new owner, Eric. Eric Shogren. Hey, and welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Well, it's great to be here. We're... Um we're really lucky. You you already touched on it. it's a great time of the year for any of us, but especially people in the food and hospitality business and the family business. Um, it's just uh, it's shaping up to be a great holiday season. It, whether it's just me and my friends or Willett Bakeries, we um, we just are in the middle of a big season, and it's always a it's always a great great time to be around. And Minneapolis, by the way, is we get the best of all worlds. We get great winter, but it's not too cold. Someone like me who spent a lot of time over in Siberia, I can tell you, you got it. You got it. Not so bad here. So, so you're from Siberia, so we can't really complain about winter. Well, I'm not from Siberia. I'm a Minneapolis guy, but uh, but the truth of the matter is, I did spend a significant amount of my life over there, and it gives me a great appreciation of how great Minneapolis is, and uh, and everything from the the Vikings and the, and the Minnesota Wild uh, to the uh, to the winters to the summers the lakes and the people and uh, it's just a, it's great to be back here after 25 years of mostly living abroad and you really do when you go abroad you really do learn to appreciate your home and so I'm excited to be back here and excited to be around uh, such a great community and especially by the way being in the food business you know Minneapolis has got a vibrant great local food community as you obviously know and uh, you guys are a big part of it I can tell from looking at your website and seeing your interviews and that a lot of i think i got some stuff to listen to this weekend thanks so. all of our shows are all available on podcast um and i, I really i i, I want to well let's let's i'm going to back up and just cover the basics i think everyone probably every most of our listeners know about Willette's bakery but just in case somebody moved here or doesn't like bakery sure. um tell us about Willette's. well that's an amazing story actually um you know and there's you know, I hope that there's more and more of those companies out there that that can find the way to keep surviving even in this, you know, you know, when you get the big, big conglomerates, big companies that are dominating markets. But at the same time, there's always space for the local specialty people who do it a little bit better, a little bit bigger, a little bit, you know, more value added, um, a little bit more um, friendly maybe sometimes. So... Um, whatever it is people are looking for, Willette is a 75-year-old company. It was started back in 1944 by uh, by Raina Willette, and he um, he was just a baker who was, you know, if I, without getting too deep into his story because I don't want to mistell it, but basically his story is kind of classic American. Uh, Post-Depression, you know, he had, he had been a baker, and he had lost his job at some point uh, for various reasons, and uh, he worked at a big baking company um, and uh, federal bakeries. And um, But he had to start a business to take care of his family, and um, they were, their family came over from Finland many, many years uh, ago. And um, so he took care of his family by opening bakeries, and um, 
their family business uh, survived for the late third generation, and it's going to continue to survive as a family business with different family Hopefully, my family and theirs coming together over time. But um, Willette is a is a is a Minneapolis uh, institution, and uh, um, we at one point I think that at one point there was as many as thirty or more Willette family members wow. that worked in the company. We still have you know between ten and fifteen Willette family members involved in the business, and we hope to continue to have many of them there for years to come. Um, they're wonderful people and uh, have done a lot to contribute to the to the communities and uh, and to the Minneapolis baking scene. Uh, I cannot, we, we're trying to figure out, we're thinking of a way to do it. We're not sure how it's going to work, but we'd like to know, think about how many people's wedding cakes have we done? <laughs> how many birthday cakes have we done? We're, we definitely have found some families that are in their third generation of wedding cake, and we believe we've had some fourth generation weddings uh, where you literally have great grandparents, grandparents, parents, and now their children doing their wedding cakes. And so, um, it's always wonderful to find those kind of nuggets and stories. And, mm-hmm. and so, so we'll let bakeries have been around for, like I say, 75 years. And um, just they, we just still make almost everything right there. We'll let um, very few products do we not make ourselves, meaning we make our own raspberry jam, make our own custards, make our own chocolate ganaches, make, you know, whipped creams, et cetera, et cetera. Very, mostly... Um, you know, as fresh and natural product as, as you're going to get in the bakery industry today, and we still do it that way. We, you know, mix up our own peanut brittle, mix up our own, um, you know, our own, uh, our own, uh, you know, all, all of all of the um, all of the fillings and frostings and mixes. We don't do much of anything out of a bag or a box, and uh, we're almost one of the last. I mean, there's still a few nuggets out there somewhere, but. Very few people have continued those traditions anymore, unfortunately. And but the local bakery is alive and well at Willette, so mm-hmm. so we're Great. looking for it. And five locations. Five locations, yeah. We do. We're, it's exciting. We because because again that speaks to this to the strength of the local bakery. We've got a um, our in essence, I would call it a flagship space, and basically you dine. It's actually just across the border in Minneapolis, but it's basically on 50th and Chowan, which is just off 50th and France, and that's known as kind of our flagship. Coincidentally, but a lot of people don't know another great local business that kind of with roots connected to us um, uh, is Broder's over on 50th, and the original Willette Bakery was at Broder's, so that mm. where Broder's Deli is right now, that was the original Willette Bakery. So, and uh, then the Willette family moved down just 50th a bit and built a building back, uh, you know, about uh, 40 years ago. But um, so, so we're there. That's kind of our flagship, and that's where we do all of our cake decorating still. And uh, it's just magic back there. Kind of reminds me of Willy Wonka or something. You go in the back. I feel like Willy Wonka. I want to bring everyone back there and see how. They I do love it. that Willy Wonka movie, The Chocolate it, Factory. You know, some some of my team um, overseas in our business, which we'll, we'll touch on later. They always joke around that they think that that might be the reason that I got in this because my favorite probably movie is Willy Wonka, and uh, I love I love that movie. It's such a great story, and and it's visually and everything about it, the music, the the visual, the actors. There's it's all great. It is all great, and also even uh, and even the meaning behind it is yeah. great because yeah. you know it was the. Uh, um, the poor person, but the yep. eager, full-hearted poor person that absolutely that that yep. that gets the company, and that's the company he wants. He yep. wants his enterprise to go to absolutely, and he played by the rules, and he he never gave up, and uh, and he kept you know he kept the faith, and he he remember the scenes with his grandparents in the little shack, and you know yeah. they lived there, and so it's all the great stories of that kind of bottom up. 
you know, kindness, everything, kindness, and 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 and, and Wonka himself, you know, himself. He, um, I'm talking about, of course, so we're talking about the original, the original we're not, one. We're not talking not, about not that the, later. I don't mean, maybe thing, Eric yeah. knows the later one, but I, I don't know the later no, one. I know the but, original but one. But the original one, and you know, Gene, Gene Wilder, Wilder, he brought yeah. that just certain kind of touch. And remember the juxtaposition of you got you got Wilder, Charlie, you got that one side of it, and then you got Slugworth whispering in his ear and trying to trying to take him down and take him down the wrong path but Charlie stayed with it and right. and his grandfather fought for him at the end you know and stuck with it and everything worked out in the end and, <laughs> and you know they all lived happily ever they all after did. yeah yes. and, uh, and that's one of those ones was made today they probably have a sequel I wonder what Charlie's doing today huh? <laughs> yeah there would probably that, be a Willy Wonka 258 maybe there could be, a, could be a sequel what's Charlie <laughs> you know doing today but but you know in those great scenes in those days you never, when you're a kid and you and you saw that you know just the chocolate river, you know, or the or the you know everlasting yeah, the everlasting gobstopper, you know, that oh. was just an amazing idea that there could be this candy like that. So, so it was just a great story. <laughs> it was a great story as we got pretty up, but but you know um, that that is how I feel. And, and even at Will at Bakery, we have some wonderful people there. I should, I, by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a few of them. We have a we have a wonderful woman. I don't think it's a, a secret. I don't think she. Mind if I say it? Her name is Robbie, and she's been selling a product in Willett Baker for 41 years. 41 and years. And she's an opener in the morning. She's there to greet people with their coffee and donuts in the morning. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just, there's not much of that. You can't find that very often. In the back, you know, we've got a couple of decorators, Karen, Diane, have been there in their, you know, thir- late, you know 30 years and, and up. And, and um, David Willett's David been back there just putting together Princess Tort Cakes, you know, since he was in high school, Mike and Doug. I mean, we got so many people. Audrey now is our executive director. She's a Willett, you know, grandfather was was uh, Reno Willett. So, you know, we've got this core of their family and their close relatives and, and then their family extended that have been there for that. And to think in, you when you walk into to Willett on 50th, I, could, I think I could probably say we might have... F- at least 300 to 500 years of experience in the building on any given morning. And that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, so, so it's a great, it's a, it's just a, it's just a great, um, it's a great history there. And that's in the Dyna location. I should say quickly, we also have a great location out in Wyzetta, um, right in downtown Wyzetta. Um, and that's been there for, it's, we've moved three times there just because of various reasons, but, um, we're right in the same block, three different spaces. And for various reasons, the last one was the building had to be, you know, reconstructed a little bit, so we moved us to the other corner. But, but it's just a wonderful place, and it's a great audience. Um, we've got another place on Grand Avenue that is uh, right next to the uh, Lexington uh, restaurant, and it's a great space and a great, again, a great neighborhood. Just these are great neighborhoods, and then. A very exciting space is our production space and retail out in Robbinsdale, and that whole area is really coming up again as we're we're getting so fun. We're getting all sorts of things happening, and the guys from Travail are our building that is right next to literally it butts up against the building that Travail bought, and they're putting in a new space. And uh, we were we we're worried when they bought it only that it would cause some problems for us, but actually they they literally scraped the building. And we didn't even lose electricity for a day. I mean, it was just nothing, just boom. And now all of a sudden we have this beautiful space next to us. So that's exciting. And then we have a great project, I should say, that's got great potential and it's great already. But we're down in the Skyway downtown. So we're, we're right gonna, down there. We have so much to say. We're talking with the new owner of Woolett's Bakery. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Deep within my soul. 
The Audubon Centre of the Northwoods on Grindstone Lake west of Sandstone offers a great variety of environmental learning experiences for people of all ages running year-round. But did you know you can book your own event here at the centre? Check out our lakeside dining hall and the variety of lodging and meeting accommodations available. Visit us on the web at audubon-centre.org or call 320-245-ACNW. The Audubon Centre of the Northwoods. This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Wendy, great news. What's the great news, Robert? Hey, we're on Wednesdays now at 5 p.m. That's great. What's the name of the show? Uh, Pilot's Playhouse? I don't know. Pilot's Playhouse? That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Hey, everyone should listen in and see what we come up with. So what's the new show about? Well, we'll have local and national news and guests that you don't hear anywhere else. Wednesdays at 5. See you then. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Hi everybody, this is Paul Metza inviting you to my 40th anniversary celebration from my first gig in town, Holiday and Ice Cubes, Monday, December 23rd at 7 p.m. at the Parkway Theater at 48th in Chicago. I'm going to have some of the best musicians in town along with me. going to be a two-set show, and we're going to be raising money for the Northeast Seniors Food Shelf, which is something I've been doing every year for 22 years since I moved into Northeast Minneapolis. More info at paulmetza.com. Happy holidays. Sleigh bells are jingle. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and pleased to have in studio with us the new owners, uh, the new owner of Willets, uh, Eric Shogren. And when we were taking break, you were talking about the locations. Um, so again, tell us about the locations. Well, down, I was just going to say that we we really kind of I uh, don't say we stumbled on it, but it would the Skyway system downtown. And as a food person, again, it, it opens up an opportunity for so many. If you walk through the Skyway, you'll see so many different kinds of restaurants and one of them in in the uh, u.s bank building is a Willette bakery and it's been a great project for many years and we are going to expand that and open up several more down in the skyway over time but it's a great opportunity you've got a captive audience of people there who um really want local stuff and that's why you know you've heard a lot about the food trucks on the street and that that's a nice thing in the summer but you know for most of the year 
Skyway is pretty bustling with people, and uh, and you know they they're looking for good things, and so we'll let bakeries down there, and we're very successful. Like I say, it's run the second in the Skyway level of the U.S. Bank building, and uh, we've been very successful, and we're going to open several more of those, and it's especially for a company like Willette where we really do cater to that kind of specialty product it's not a we do have your cookies and donuts but we also you know birthday cakes and holiday products and you know stuff you know stuff for your 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 group meetings and gatherings picking up some pastries and things some specialty stuff so we really really found a home down there and we love it now um the Willett family just didn't didn't necessarily have approached aggressively expand i will try to do that more i see the opportunity down there amazing opportunity to utilize the skyway system and and that so so that's that's our five locations um and and then i should say i'd be remiss to say and i know we're going to touch on it probably later but then we're marrying that in with a little bit with our baker's wife business which i picked up a few years ago and i think they actually are very um i don't necessarily like to use those words like uh, synergy, but I guess if there is synergy, there is some there, and so. Um, but but anyways, the Willett Bakery is is you know in five locations, and and we definitely have an an interest, an appetite, and an opportunity to to bring Willett Bakery to more and more locations in different formats. And over the next few years, I think you know my position has basically been this, and my success, if I've had it, I would say is that I always consider that there's no reason in the world that People in, I'm going to use Maple Grove to Burnsville to, you know, uh, Maplewood and everywhere in between, including Edina and Uptown and Minnetonka and Wyzetta, they all want plus minus the same stuff. And at the level of neighborhood bakery, it's all reasonably affordable, reasonably accessible. So I I just think it doesn't make sense why we don't expand. If we can be successful in Wyzetta, I think we can be successful in Burnsville and in Maple Grove. It just makes sense that people want good neighborhood bakery everywhere. So that's what we're going to we're going to try to figure out how to do. So this is um, this is really interesting. We're talking about new ownership of a local icon, um, and that seems like quite a daunting task. I mean, how do you keep the integrity, the vibe? The living essence. It is. I mean, it, it's a. It's a. It's you know. You hear it sometimes. Um, it's a. It's both a, a privilege and a responsibility, and an opportunity. It's all those at the same time. And um, I, I. I guess I joke around with people. The Hippocratic oath you learn at some point in your life is first do no harm. So that's the first thing. We don't want to do anything to. to that's significantly going to damage the great reputation and history and, and in essence, um, relationship that Willett has established with its community, its clientele. Um, and and that's a really a, a – um, it's fun. It's fun because, you know, there's a, it, there's a balance where, you know, we're saying, you know, some things will change because they should change and sometimes they even have to change. Um, the markets change. People change. Tastes change. Um, I don't get – I mean, I don't mind getting inside baseball, as we call it, but, um, you know, if you, Willette has a lot of really great old traditional products, which are great, but over time, some of them will adapt and change a little bit. And we try to do the best we can to not lose any of our key products, of course. You don't want to screw around with the princess tort. There's an old saying, (laughs) kind of a dairy saying, you can spill some milk, just never kill your cow. (laughs) So we're not going to change the princess tort. We're not going to change some of those key products. But the truth is that over time, some of the things, you know, uh, will change and will adapt in that. But most of our people will always get that great, 
you know, basic thing. Well, and you got good reviews when you took over the uh, baker's wife that you brought back the best chocolate frosting on the cake donuts. Well, we've done, you know, you, you, we do try to listen to, to the audience a little bit, but, but having said that, um, I have to admit there's a, some part of it is you, you also got to lead sometimes. And so there are just some things that, um, you, you know, um, Everyone has their favorite thing, whatever it was, whether it was your favorite TV show or your favorite sweater or whatever. And at some point, they have a time. And, and so what we try to do is say, what are the main things that people really want? And if, if we, I'm going to just generalize, if we sell in a bakery 25 uh, cherry Danish cream cheese Danishes a day and we sell, you know, three um, of a, let's just use an example, of a caramel Danish, well, at some point in time, we're, we're going to err towards what people really want, and then that opens up a space for us to bring in a new product that people also want. For example, I'll give you an example recently. A very popular product that we, we started doing is a Nutella croissant. So mm. everybody has a chocolate croissant. But to, now Nutella as a product has become popular on the American market increasingly um, over time. So there's a product that's a great product, you know. That's just an, a good example of one, you know, where you say, you know, so – but to make that space, you have to maybe sometimes you're going to lose something, you know, and so so we try to try to figure out a way to do that. But but back to the, your main point is we don't we want to maintain the main integrity of the product and the relationship with the client, which says we're here to serve the community. And if as our community changes a little bit, we may move a little bit. But for the most part, what we're in is business of serving the community, giving people an opportunity of great baked goods, great specialty products on their celebrations, holidays, birthdays, weddings, etc. We're there on those times. And then we're also there every day for your I think actually one of the things that I, I hope we bring more back to the Willette bakeries is that Willette really thrives uh, for birthdays and specialty events, holidays, etc. But on a day in day out basis, if you go back in the nineteen fifties, sixties, let's even say seventies well, it did, for example, huge bread business. Mothers would come in, pick up a loaf of bread, a dozen cookies, two sandwiches, and a cookie or brownie with their kid to go to school in a bag. Well, that, that business is left. It's not, it's not there, and it's not going to come back anytime soon. So, But it doesn't mean people don't want bread. It just means they want a little different bread. They want a more artisan bread. They want different things. And we have great artisan breads. We have great variety of breads. But we're no longer the place that mothers come in just to get that loaf of bread to send their kids off to school. But it doesn't mean we so, – so, so we've got to find ways to connect with people. Our coffee program, go back in the 1960s, 70s. So Willette's house blend is a French roast coffee. Well, the truth of the matter is that almost nobody wants French roast <laughs> coffee anymore. It's moved. So we have to update our coffee program to, to to be more appealing to a younger audience that wants different things. You know, when I was a kid, I, you know, there was no such thing as Starbucks. Even I don't want to date myself, but, you know. We, uh, I didn't think any of the yeah. coffee shops would survive. So, I mean, yeah. how could you survive? So we were, we were, we were, and I was lucky enough to be right here where Caribou started. In fact, I went to school at Blake High School where the founders of Caribou, the founder of Caribou was from Blake. And so I was lucky enough to be around that exciting time when there was a local company that was so successful at, at chasing down Starbucks and they still do well today and, and so so that changed the coffee business and it makes bakeries have to react to it because people drink different coffee today and awesome. so those are those are the kind of things which we have to change but it's all for the better awesome. nothing nothing for the worse so this is you're listening to food freedom radio we're talking with the new owner of uh, Willette bakery um eric Shogren. and when we come back we're going to hear more about your personal background you're listening to food freedom radio
Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at eatlocalminnesota.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. The friendly staff at Next Chapter Booksellers can help you find the perfect holiday gift for the book lover of any age in your life. Pick up a new book or get a gift card or even have an author sign a book. This Saturday at 1, you can meet and have author Martin Keller sign his new book, Hijinks and Hearsay, Sinister Stories from Minnesota's Pop Life. That's Next Chapter Booksellers for your holiday shopping, 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or nextchapterbooksellers.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association at this station. Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong? Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? The emotional? Physical? They all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong? Think about it. They all hold the hate? Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate? Think about it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and we're very pleased to have in studio with us the new owner of uh, Woolettes. It's an um, institution here in the Twin Cities, Eric Shogren. Um, Eric, um, so welcome again to Food Freedom Radio. And um, you bought Woolettes recently. You've been the owner of a baker's wife for over a year now. Um, tell us a little bit about... Um, your life? Well, 
I mean, um, I think that um, I'm lucky. I think uh, I think I've been really lucky. I've squeezed a lot out of it so far, and I really um, have been just blessed to, to have a great. And, Great opportunity. And to go back to what we said in the first yeah. thing, it was all that Willy Wonka movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, it probably, yeah, you know, I, I, I started thinking in the break, how many times have I seen that movie? <laughs> a couple of years ago, we were lucky to see it on the big screen with my whole family. We brought our kids to see it over in Columbia Heights, the Heights Theater. It was there playing. Oh, and that was just wonderful. But, um, you know, um, I, I grew up here in Minneapolis. So I was lucky enough to attend a wonderful school with wonderful people, school Blake, the Blake School. Um and, um, you know, that just gave me a great base. Um, I was, was always an athlete, so I played sports, which is another great. So if you, if you come from a good family, which I'm, my parents and, and our siblings, we have five kids. So when you grow up in a family and then you play in sports and then you go to a good school, I mean, I've got a lot of really good, good um Good opportunities there, and really good chance to learn and and, and 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 to and to be a part of different different things and success. And so I was really lucky to have a great base here in Minneapolis. And uh, that's how I that's how I kind of feel like everything I do today is just to just coming from that background that I was lucky enough to have. And um, and when I was I always joke, and it's not a joke now that I have five kids and they all are aspiring to good schools and all that, but. Um, I was the only kid in my high school class at Blake that didn't actually attend college, and um, and I was lucky enough to to be a good hockey player. And I played junior hockey, which was another wonderful experience. I had great coaches, and uh, great coaches and teachers along the way. And um, from there, I played junior hockey. And by that time, I started some business, and I got the bug. And then one thing led to another, and I just I just kept going. And I never went back to school. And um, I don't recommend it to my kids, but I do uh, say that. Uh, that that I, I learned uh, I learned a lot along the way, and I I found myself uh, with the opportunity to go over to Russia, and uh, it was early 1990s, very early, and I was one of the original people that was connected there through an organization that started at my school, Blake, which had a wonderful Russian program, and I just helped some people do some business, and uh, at first it just started very innocently me helping them, and pretty soon um, I was. This started with the quality of hockey pucks. That's well, that's a that's a legend, and it's and it's and it's rooted in it's rooted in truth, and it has a lot of legend around it. In a nutshell, um, what I can say is when I when I finally went to Russia, what I saw was was a lot of a lot of activity that seemed like it was commercial people trading things and buying and selling but it was it was a lot of barter and a lot of internal social you know it was a system that wasn't very commercial at that time wasn't very capitalist but what that led to was some very unusual market things that i immediately picked up on what what that said is that anything that was russian that was made locally in the russian market for russian money by russian labor with people getting paid or not paid it, it turned out in russia um was really cheap and it was, and that meant that whatever you bought there, whether it was a hockey puck or a fork or a knife or a plate or a glass or a shirt, if it was made in Russia with Russian materials, with Russian labor by the Russian government, which didn't have any commercial basis, it had an artificial price. It was just kind of an internal measurement. So when you took and looked at it from the capitalist point of view, you said, how much does that cost? And it was a number. But it had nothing to do with commercial capitalist business. So I could buy a hockey puck there for the equivalent of, let's say, a fraction of a penny. As long as I wanted to buy a hockey puck and use it there, it was one thing. If I tried to buy a lot of hockey pucks, I found out I couldn't even get a hold of them because that was part of the downfall of their system. 
And um, it wasn't meant for commercial purposes. It wasn't meant to be exported. Mm-hmm. People didn't think about the, they didn't even think about them. So, and that was just true. And, and for a very and, and that would be true of anything, whether it was property or um, or anything. And that's mm-hmm. not that different today. If you think about it, it's a certain kind of crude version of arbitrage situation. I just use a simple example right now. Um, if you would go down to Chicago and you wanted to buy a, let's just say, a, 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 or you go to Washington. I was in Washington this week. You go down there and you want to buy an Alexander Ovechkin hockey card. People down there value it more than they do here. So mm-hmm. they cost a lot more there. If you come up, look for Alexander Ovechkin cards here, they're going to be cheaper because less people collect them. But if you look for, uh, you know, uh, someone that plays in the wild, you, you know, one of their best players, you might find that the price is different here. So it's just simply that thing. And in Russia, no one was exporting anything. There was no business. So right. you could buy things really cheap. And I'll, to make a long story short, what I saw in Russia was the crude makings of a capitalist system, but it was really rough and 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 just starting out. And I had an advantage having come from here to, to understand more about where I think it would go. I happen to be generally correct. And Russia's blossomed into a pretty sophisticated um, country now. Um, it's always, I mean, it always was, but it's if you go to to Moscow, it's an amazing city, and it's it's one of the great cities of the world. And you know, I always joke that we had an IKEA in Siberia before we had one in Minneapolis, and that's true. Mm-hmm. So, so I was really, really lucky to be in the right place, at the right time, have some opportunity, and see it. I had enough guts and smart, I hope, to to take advantage of it, and I started business there. And um, and along the way, I met my wife. I met her here, and now it's been a great. Um, you know, we've, we're lucky enough to have five kids, wonderful kids. That all grew up in Russia, but have now come back in here. My wife wanted them to finish school here, and so they did. And, well, but you started lots of businesses in in Russia, and, sure. and you still have those businesses. Sure, we do, and and um, we started lots of businesses. It's I always tell people, um, you can't stay on the radio, but uh, we're kind of like I would say, if you'd looked at the American stock market, it'd be the trend is up over time. It's been a great ride. On any given day, at any given moment, it mm-hmm. can be a rough and tumble place over in Russia, and there have been some ups and downs in life, but uh, but the trend is up greatly, and um, and our business there is extremely sophisticated, and now um, we're focused on a certain aspect of business. Over the years, I've been in a lot of different businesses there because the opportunities were all over, and we had much more good than bad. But uh, now we're focused significantly on the bakery coffee space, um, as we'd say in America, the bakery coffee space. Um, but we have a pretty big uh, and good size and, and vibrant business. That's uh, I tell people it looks like a kind of a, a Starbucks that sells a lot of bakery. So we're a bakery that sells a lot of coffee, I tell people. But if, if you were just a normal person, you land in one, you'd think, Jesus, it looks like Starbucks. So do you miss all the businesses you have in Russia? Well, I... I I do miss it because it's exciting and it's a wonderful opportunity there and uh, it's exciting times. Russia's developing despite the political situation, although that just, you know, that just causes a different development. So Russia's a significantly internal country right now. It's isolated significantly by sanctions. Um, That harms the capitalization of our business. It harms the ability to do the things we want to do. Having said that, it makes us focus a lot on, like anything, it makes you focus on doing things locally so we've converted almost all of our products into just local products and and we do a great job and our places are are doing extremely well but but um 
if you were talking about a, from a business point of view, the macro sense is still affected greatly by the currency. So the Russian currency is significantly crushed and devalued by the political conflict and the situation in Ukraine. And now we're getting a little bit into, but yeah. but the main point is that 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 the people of Russia, like the people here and people everywhere, almost have been all over the world and lucky to see. Wonderful people almost everywhere doing the best they can, and the people in Russia are doing the best they can. And we hope that over time the governments will figure out <laughs> how to get along better. But, but And the maybe, if, are, I mean, I, I remember like the people-to-people people movements um, in, in, in the um, 80s and the 90s. And yeah. and this division that we are, this us-them, and, and we can even look at it like the rural versus yeah, urban. Absolutely. They're all illusionary. Absolutely. They're all illusionary. We're all people absolutely. just trying to raise our kids absolutely. and honor our parents and make it better for the next. Generation. That's 100% right. And, and boy, I'll tell you right now, the, the simplest version of that, not to, I mean, you got it right in the family. And I mean, that's how it is. My family came over from Russia and, and part of my family came over from Odessa and Minsk in around 1900. But the, the point is that people are just almost, and when I say the same, they're not the same, but they're, they want the same basic things. And if I brought it into the food space, I'd say we use the same donut machine and we use the same <laughs> croissant techniques here that we do in Russia and um, and the product is plus minus the same quality um, by the way uh, I should I'd be remiss if I didn't say the way I met the Willett family was just that 15 about 15 years ago maybe even closer to 20 we were buying a lot of American ingredients and sending them to Russia and the Russians couldn't understand how to use some of them like brown sugar we don't have brown sugar in Russia for example so in Russia we make our own brown sugar we take white sugar and molasses mix it together dry it all a bit and then we get brown sugar but so I said to my supply partners here in Egan Minnesota I said hey can you can you help us train people? And they said, send some people over here and we'll get them trained. So I brought some people to Willette Bakery. I brought them to French Meadow. And I brought them to St. Agnes Bread. And to this day, those three companies play a big part in my life in the sense that uh, the Willettes and I started joking 15 years ago. I said, Jesus, it's a great, amazing company you got. If you ever think to sell it, you know, let me know. And 15 years later, we started talking and they said, you know, we're starting to think about it a little bit. And by the way, I wanted to say something more about that in a minute. But, but they did... They did tell me that, and we did finally come together on it. But, but um, and and so and the and, and the production manager at St. Agnes Bakery, that I he's now the production manager at Willett Bakeries, and uh, he's a great young Mexican guy, and he's just awesome and does a great job. And 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 so I like it's this just, global local connection. It really I mean, is because it's human scale, it, right? It, absolutely, it really is. It and you know, in some ways, food breaks it down. It really is true, you know. When you sit down at a table with people and break bread and eat and tell stories. In fact, last night my daughter flew in. She, my daughter's back from. She was back. She's graduating from school in London, and and she um, she flew in last night. And so we have all, we have all our kids together, and all of a sudden you just get together with your kids, and all of a sudden my mom is there, and now we get you know three generations, and all of a sudden we realize that we've got a couple of friends of my kids that are staying with us mm-hmm. and just, you know, their parents are out of town and they're, and next thing you know, we got 10 people sitting at the dinner table for three hours talking and, you know, and so, um, it really is, uh, you know, the opportunity to sit at a table and spend time together and talk and, um, it's just, it's universal. And by the way, we probably had cuisine, who knows? My daughter, one daughter's a vegan, so we had some vegan <laughs> stuff and we had some Russian stuff and we had some American stuff and it's all almost the same, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Call it a pancake, call it a crepe, call it a blini. As long as it's all it made with that universal all, love, it's all cool. <laughs> it all started out with, with grain, you know. So, so okay, um, a new owner of Ouellette's Bakery, um, <coughs> uh, uh, of, uh, tell us again, uh, uh, there's some 100-year-old recipes there. Are you going to be there keeping are. those? And Well, sure, and um, we will. And like I said, the, the good news is about the, the old recipes, um, some of those are, a lot of them are Scandinavian in nature. Um, a lot of them um, have been there forever, and they don't change. And um, we have the same people generally making them. And now that's one of my things to do is make sure that we pass on that knowledge to the next generation. How do you, you know, how do you make sure that that princess tort has the right color? How do you make sure that the, uh, you know, that the creams have the right texture? How do you make sure that uh, that, that, that the cookies have the right... We're, we're taking another break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about food. Uh, you're listening Let's to Food Freedom Radio. Economists say 70% of our economy is driven by consumer spending. What if we shifted our spending? You betcha box we can. You betcha box offers a wide selection of locally sourced gift boxes that are a perfect gift this holiday season. This unique gift is ideal for clients and the foodie in your life. The Land of Lakes Tea Box features well-rooted tea, 100% sourced from local farms and foraged from Minnesota forests. Ames Farm single-source honey, savory marsh flower from Delano, and some chai masala from St. Paul-based ancient Indian spices, zesty lemon rosemary nuts from Isidore Nut Company, and Annie's Caramels. Find all these products, plus an exclusive local Love Gray Duck Minnesota Proud Tea Tall, in the AM950 sponsored The Land of Lakes Tea Time You Betcha Box. Perfect for client gift-giving, family celebrations, and creating your very own Land of Lakes Tea Time. Go to YouBetchaBox.com and order Land of Lakes Tea Time. Is your business being pulled under by a tide of constant threats? Hackers, ransomware, security breaches? What if you had people who could navigate you to safe water, then teach you how to swim? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld of Rymark with a unique offer, a free security assessment. We'll uncover hidden threats, hidden costs, and hidden opportunities to help navigate your business. Call 651-328-8900 or go to rymark.com. IT.com to schedule your free security assessment. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can save money with All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that it's too expensive and you need lots of money down. The truth? Solar is available for little or no money down. And if you have a great site for solar, you might even save money right away on a monthly basis. So don't wait to switch. You'll see your investment pay off the sooner you switch to All Energy Solar. So start saving today and visit allenergysolar.com. The Audubon Centre of the Northwoods on Grindstone Lake west of Sandstone offers a great variety of environmental learning experiences for people of all ages running year-round. But did you know you can book your own event here at the centre? 
Check out our lakeside dining hall and the variety of lodging and meeting accommodations available. Visit us on the web at audubon-centre.org or call 320-245-ACNW. The Audubon Centre of the Northwoods. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a food patriot to the natural world, and a person passionate about the connections of food and community, and very pleased to have in studio the uh, new owner of Woulettes, Eric Shogren. And Eric, um, talk a little bit about um, the bridges you hope um, to create, your, you, how you met the Woulettes, why they decided to sell, and, and what you see for the future. Sure. Well, I think it's a, it's a it's actually you know it's the wonderful story from the point of view of that we we brought I brought fifteen maybe fifteen twenty years ago as I said I brought some bakers from Russia and to train there and the what's trained them and now we make about two thousand cakes a day in our factory in Russia. Oh wow! Yeah, yes, and but and they but were trained. They by were these trained. People. Yes, and and a couple of those bakers still work for us. So those those <laughs> were here, and actually they'll return. I hope next summer we'll get them visas. It's a little tricky now with the politics, but and they'll come back here and that'll be great. But. To say this, though, to what family, um, I would say this, that they, over the course of three generations, they're in the late, I would call it late third generation, the principals of their family were three that owned the business, actually. Another 15 plus minus of them were still working in the business. But but I think what they really thought to themselves was one of them wanted to retire, and they just kind of looked at and said, hey, at this point in time, plus minus, we've been doing this for 40 plus years, and I'm generalizing now. They looked at it and said, do they think that there's a clear a clear path where the next generation is going to do it for another 40 years? And in the absence of a clarity of that, they wanted to see the family business continue. And they wanted to see someone who clearly wanted to do that and who was clearly willing to put some resources and both human and financial to it. And so that's where I think uh, I was a perfect fit. Um, I wanted to do it. I think I can handle it. It's not an easy project to pick up, I can say. Not many people would want that task. It's not easy to to do this. And what we're going to do is going to be a lot of hard work, take a lot of resources. But what I can say is that the Willett brand, the Willett traditions, and the, the Willett clientele, it's, it's, it's a community here, but our clientele is so, so special and so deep and rich and I don't mean just in money I'm not talking about that I'm talking about rich in quality and character right. and tradition yeah. and and those people um, will give us the base to continue to build and to continue to work with in the future so so that's kind of what led the Willett family to decide hey this is the right time they're in their 60s and they got to start thinking about what's the future for them and what do they want to do and um, and also don't forget the vibrant Minneapolis food market means that the competition is not is not small here there's a lot of the next generation bakeries they're not like the old American bakeries they're a lot more European style a lot of as you know I'm sure the a lot of the French method being taught in now and bringing you know the rise of croissants and the rise of you know small you know small boutique uh, spaces and things so so there's a lot of people um, that are going to push are going to push people like me to to keep to keep moving and uh, we're going to like I say we're going to keep doing what we do which is give the give the people that high quality 
um, local stuff. When I say local again, I'm saying, you know, stuff that's made right in our bakery. We're not. But there is some of those intangibles, like uh, you mentioned earlier, the uh, the family. This is uh, we're going to Olets for the third or fourth yep, generation absolutely. wedding cakes. Yep, yep. They they made my grandma's wedding cake. I'm going there, and that continuing those traditions. Absolutely. Well, in fact, right now we're in the midst of probably the most important, not just the most important season, obviously for us, but the most important product. So we are in the holiday season. You know, whatever holidays you celebrate. We have, for example, I can just give an example. We make peanut brittle, amazing peanut brittle. And the secret of peanut brittle is you got to use great ingredients. You got to do it by hand. I mean, I don't say you got to, but you got to. The secret to peanut brittle is get it stretched thin, use high quality ingredients, and use a high proportion of the peanuts rather than the caramel. So it's one of those things we always say do you, you know, do you want some, you know, uh, um, you know, you want to have more peanut than caramel because the peanut is what makes the peanut brittle actually otherwise it's just caramel so <laughs> and so we do that and and uh to make great butter cookies spritz cookies our russian tea cookies are amazing um again all butter products and uh and and the key to, to, to these things is that they they give people a great opportunity to have a something that's tasty something that's functional easy it's part of its tradition and it's a great gift item so you know, we have a lot of local partners that we do a lot of corporate business by the way again that minneapolis community a lot of really wonderful partners that buy you know let's just say significant volume of peanut brill or christmas or holiday cookies or yule gagas or gingerbread houses you know i saw a couple of our clients yesterday we had a couple different companies that ordered 40 or more gingerbread houses and so those are all handmade by some beautiful gingerbread mm. houses and um so those are the kind of things like i say that the holidays are huge and important and, uh, and allow us to make the specialty products that that really connect people one final one is the is the princess tort i will say so many people i hear it over and over and over again from people is that they either say you did our wedding cake or you did my parents or my kids wedding cake or they say we always come to Willet for to get princess tort on our birthday and so princess tort that's a traditional swedish birthday cake and uh it's a legendary we still we make between 150 and 200 of them a week Wow. And uh, we're the only people that do it right, I would say, in town. Maybe even not even do it. Well, and with so many people going to events, you can just stop by and pick Absolutely. up buns, toast, pastries. What all the what all different products do you have? We aside from the the day in day out products, like we still make our donuts from scratch, a real yeast donut where you're actually going to get you know fermented dough, um, big oversized danishes and cookies and things like that. We're still there for you daily. In addition to that. We make the specialty in European torts, like the Princess Tort, for example, um, is, is our most popular. And, of course, we make – we are the last people that I tell that I think – we use 125 different colors of frosting. We make our own frosting. So you're going to get beautiful spectrum of colors, for example. And we'll do any – our people are do unbelievable hand design – hand specialty designed uh cakes for people we don't we we specialize in the hand decorated cakes old school um we're not in we we can carve cakes but that's not our forte our forte is making beautiful hand decorated cakes it's the connection of art and cakes absolutely it's 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 and all of our cake decorators are artists first they're not bakers they're artists and we learned that uh, for, for a long time ago you learn you want to let those artists just do their thing and it's amazing 
how they can take someone's got an idea they call our call center they say they want this and next thing you know they got a smile on their face and they're happy and so yeah it's uh, that's what we primarily are uh, and and especially in the holiday season we're just filled up with lots and lots of holiday products like i say the the, the cookies and the and the peanut brittle and the almond bark and the and the peppermint bark etc cetera, etc cetera. and so we're just full of opportunity for people to buy things for their family friends and and colleagues you know just we're, we're, we're always there, and that's part of the secret of a neighborhood bakery, I would say, is that it should be a place where you can, you know, I'm just using generalization, you should be able to come in with your kid and get a donut and a cup of coffee for under, you know, under five bucks, and it's the chance to make those special moments you see on a Saturday morning, fathers and their kids, mothers and their babies and strollers with their, you know, husband, and, you know, you just, that's something that is essential to the local community, and um, you're not going to get that at supermarkets. I love this conversation. What a fun conversation. Eric uh, Shogren and uh, Willett's Bakery, how people can find out about it, the website? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Um, we do, we're actually, this week we're launching a new website, that meaning a, a holiday-geared website, But uh, and and, um, and I'll get you that information. Sure, it's um, Willett's at W-O-L-L-E-T. Thank you so much for being with us, Eric, much. and thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many listeners know that I founded Human Inspiration Works, LLC, which trains on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming, diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on diversity and inclusion. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change the way they see the world. I'd love to help make your organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Wendy, great news. What's the great news, Robert? Hey, we're on Wednesdays now at 5 p.m. That's great. What's the name of the show? Uh, Pilot's Playhouse? I don't know. Pilot's Playhouse? That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. Hey, everyone should listen in and see what we come up with. So what's the new show about? Well, we'll have local and national news and guests that you don't hear anywhere else. Wednesdays at 5. See you then.